everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, it's the Time Man. Guess who we have this week? D D V C. That's the video connoisseur, Matt Borut. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for having me on. Well, how could we not have you on for this kind of special episode that's maybe a bit different for us? Because I felt we should talk about what are known today, I guess, as erotic thrillers, because they're a part of the video store landscape and certainly the cable landscape and an important part of the video store era. Absolutely. Now, do you want to jump right in? Do you want to uh, just talk about something else before we jump in? To have like a transition. Uh, uh, I so mean, what like, I, I, what I wanted to say first off is, you know, mm-hmm. I think this is kind of an important part of, like I said, that growing up in the video store era, they're not action movies per se, unless you <laughs> use the term action in a more a loose way. Right. But what, um, what I want to say though is kind of like how I think these might have come about. So in other words. You know, Hollywood, they had uh, Fatal Attraction and then Nine and a Half Weeks, which interestingly were both directed by Adrian Lin. And so I think you could definitely say that Adrian Lin is the godfather of the erotic thriller genre. Um, Because I think a lot of the direct-to-video movies, I think they saw Fatal Attraction, they saw Nine and a Half Weeks, I think they saw that they were successful, and they thought, hey, we could do this. Like, we don't need a ton of money to do this. We We could make something similar. And I don't remember who exactly said this, so I don't, maybe you guys know, I don't want to misquote anyone, but I believe someone said the best and also the least expensive special effect you can get for any movie is a naked woman. So Was that Fred Olin Ray or Wynorski? Maybe one of them. (laughs) Um, So with all that in mind, you know, and especially with the burgeoning cable and um, video store world, we said, okay, this kind of makes sense now. We can take the template of Fatal Attraction in, in Nine and a Half Weeks and others, and we'll do our own versions on, you know, not Hollywood-level budgets, but good budgets. Most of them look really good. And well, um, we'll sell them to cable, and we'll put them in video stores, and there you have it. Well, let's also just talk about Basic Instinct, because that's probably would uh, be like, okay, here we go. Basic Instinct, if I made the, this uh, idea kind of explode. So... That's true, well, but what's interesting instinct though, raw in a fun way. <laughs> well, I think what, yeah, but what's interesting about Basic Instinct is I think they were making erotic thrillers uh, before Basic Instinct. I think that it's more like the how it's almost like a, a feedback loop. You know, we had the the original ideas like the Fatal Attraction style. Then that gave birth to certain movies like possibly Bedroom Eyes, Night Eyes. Yeah, uh, the earlier one. And then. Then I think maybe Joe Esterhaz and the gang said, okay, now we can do our version of that. And it kind of went in a loop. And then when that was successful, the, then the onslaught was was on, you know, and then you couldn't escape them if you had to pay cable or, or, or a video store in your area at that time. Now, Matt, got any exciting uh, thoughts? <laughs> no, well, no, I think you, you both make really great points on this because I think, you know, I know for me growing up, the, the erotic thriller was interesting. I think it was more of a cable thing for me because, you know, mm. I mean, can you imagine, you know, like, you know, going with your parents to the video store and being like, yeah, I'm picking out, you know, uh, Night Eyes 2 or something like that. They'd be like, what? What are you, you, know, what are you doing there? Um, but, you know, like, we're, like, we're even like a horror movie or an action movie. It would just be like, OK, go ahead and watch that. You know, that's fine. But then it's like, well, why are you watching Night Eyes 2? You know, uh, whereas like cable, you could flip through and it was like, oh, there it was. But I think you make a great point, Brett, because I think, you know, thinking about like that genre um, you know, Fatal Attraction, but there, you know, it, even even before Fatal Attraction, you had you know movies like um, The Surrogate, you know, 1984, uh, that 
also kind of, you know, start that trend where it was almost like Cinemax, HBO and those channels were coming out and they needed programming. And one thing that was great about the erotic thriller is that they could go a little bit further um, with, with that, take advantage of the fact that cable wasn't as confined as basic TV at that time. You know, like ABC couldn't show a movie like The Surrogate or, you know, um, you know any, any of these, you know, Night Eyes or any of those. So it was like a combination of the you know cable wanting to be edgier because they had the ability to be edgier. And then, like you said, you get Fatal Attraction that comes out and suddenly now it's a combination of let's let's uh, let's replicate what happened with with Fatal Attraction in on cable, you know, with all this, this cable space. And then, right, Basic Instinct comes out and it's like, oh, we've got another another template that we can we can work from. Uh, so it's always kind of it's cool to see that sort of that evolution. But I think that was a big piece of it, too, was the fact that cable allowed filmmaker or it, it allowed for programming that, um, you know, that you couldn't have. And of course, you know, eventually, right, HBO gets into things like Dream On and then, you know, Sopranos and stuff like that. So they really start to lean into it. And that's when we start to kind of lose the erotic thriller, unfortunately. But at that time, yeah, when cable... Oh, go... oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, no, no, that's true. Yeah, and also... Did... And... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, please. Well, I was just going to say another early example, you mentioned the surrogate. I would also mention the seduction, the movie with Morgan Fairchild. That's mm, like, yes, th I think that's an important movie in the history of ETs. And just so people know, when we say ETs going forward, we're not talking about aliens. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about erotic thrillers. Just so you know, just so we don't say erotic yeah. thriller, erotic thriller. So I just, we take yeah. Ty and I have taken to calling them ETs. So just don't yes. get confused if we say ETs. I just want to say yeah, that. Yeah, it's not, you know, ET like Shannon Tweed. You know, it's not like that. You know, yeah, ET no. just likes Reese's Pieces, okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> almost Trump there, but we'll, I'll do it later. That was something like, like ET meets Trump. It was very odd. <laughs> don't like ET. I don't like it. He's an alien. He has to move back to the border. Okay, Chris Krispy Kreme Chrissy just dropped out of the race. Okay, great guy, fat guy. Okay, okay. Not, 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 so thank you, Trump, and uh, thank you for that contribution. Um, no problem. So what's interesting though is. Like I said before, kind of like now people tend to call them erotic thrillers. Depending on what video store you went to, they had different names. Yeah. So the name wasn't codified. So in other words, at Best Video, there was a section for these movies, and it was called Guns and Garters. I remember that vividly, yes. <laughs> so, so that was just, the, well, where's, uh, you know, Indecent Behavior? Oh, that's in the Guns and Garters section. That's just what it was called. And, and can I find Indecent Behavior 3? Also, Guns <laughs> Sometimes they yeah, don't even well, have guns, though, but it's all it's all about the garters. You know? Well, a lot of yeah. them do have guns, and I, that's a point yeah. that I want to make coming up. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say was, oh, and at Tommy K's video, they were called Sizzlers. Yeah. Yes, and our friend Ryan knows all about Sizzlers. Yo, yo, yeah. my guy. <laughs> so, so, you know, if you went to one place, they were called one thing, or another place, they were called another. There was no section called erotic thrillers, at the at least at our local video stores. Maybe others had that. But or Matt, did you have something like something similar? Or? No, there, there wasn't an erotic thriller section. I want to say that erotic thrillers at the video stores that, that that you know in our town, they I think they would have been mixed in with like maybe like a suspense section. So on my site, I actually use the tag suspense um, for for these kinds of movies because I I don't have a erotic thriller tag myself actually. Now that you mention it, but um, but yeah, so I think that's what it was. They were kind of wrapped into that 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 category. Well, and, and with good reason, because yeah. this is another point I wanted to make about them, is that people who don't know them might think they're just porn. Right. But what I want to say is they're not, because I think a lot of these directors got to exercise their film noir muscles when they made these movies. I think they got a chance to say, oh, I can make a film noir movie 
it was like a 40s style noir, but updated to the 90s with, you know, with more nudity. But if you look at the way the plots of these movies roll out, it's very much, they're very noirish. I mean, there's probably, you know, probably even scenes with, you know, with Phoenician blinds with shadows casting forward, just like in the 40s. And, you know, there's usually a mystery with a detective and a femme fatale. And it they follow that film noir structure almost to the letter. They just add more nudity to them. And um, it, it, to me, that's a heck of a formula. I think that really works. So I it's, think the producers probably said, OK, as long as you get your nudity and your sex scenes in there, great, do what you want. But they said, oh, we can actually make a film noir movie. And I think a lot of these directors who made them were probably excited to do that. Well, look, here's a good example of one of those, which is Sins of Desire. That has like everything you want in a movie. So it's like it has like a mystery that you care about. You got your Tanya Roberts. Do you mm. think we're gonna talk about Tweed first? Nope. <laughs> yeah, Tanya comes gonna... up first. Even though we should mention first. Possessed by the Night at some point because that's just a yes, crazy one. Um, where that's like an unhinged. It's an ET, but it, there's a brain in a jar and or something, and it's like it's <laughs> Chad McQueen is like yeah. chatting it up, beating up people, and it's like what the heck is going on? That's a standout one, I'd say. Well, and and that kind of goes to what I just said, which is, you know, do what you want, but just have these certain elements in yeah. it there, you know. Um, and I believe that's a Fred Olin Ray, and I think he got to be a little crazy <laughs> on that one, you know. Is it Fred Ray or is it Winorski? I never get those people. I, I don't know. I think it's Ray, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I know. I know. That's almost becoming the Bill Paxton, Bill Pullman thing. But Bill <laughs> Pullman does not look like Bill Paxton. They're the same name and some of the same last name. So it's just like, I think we should retire that. That's just me. Um, so, but, but Matt, to go back to what you said, it's true. Like if you're a younger teen or a red blood American male. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. But you know, you might be slightly embarrassed to go to the guns and garters or the sizzler section and, and, but but cable, it's kind of like people said the, one of the reasons why the book, um, uh, 50 shades of gray was so popular is because that kind of occurred right around the same time when people are getting e-readers like the nook and the kindle um and so people could just you know if they're reading it on the subway or whatever it wouldn't be out in the open people saying oh you're reading 50 shades of gray they could read it in the privacy of their of their e-reader that's what privacy of their nook. Like. Yeah. Or their, their nook which everyone has a nook um well the kindle 2 has arrived but that was about 10 <laughs> yes, years ago so. <laughs> um so that maybe kindle it's like that uh, <laughs> go ahead brad go ahead yeah. You know, where someone has the privacy to watch it in cable, on cable, instead of physically renting it, even though I think they did well in video stores for the most part. Because, well, you know, I think what it was, was that the reason why it would do well at the video store is that, you know, yes, for for, for, pe- you know, for people our age, right, you know, if I'm, you know, 10 years old, 1989, going to the video store for like a, a sleepover weekend, there's no way, you know, that I'm getting away with renting Night Eyes. <laughs> but if you're possible. older, right, if you're like in your, your 20s, 30s, you know, Etc. It it's not the same as going behind the you know the the beaded curtain or the you know that the back room area where the the the, the X rated stuff is where everybody knew what you were doing when you were renting that right. But if you rented a, a, an erotic thriller, it didn't have the same stigma attached to it. So it's it was the kind of thing that parents didn't want their kids watching erotic thrillers, obviously, because they still were 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 extremely you know R rated and racy enough. Yeah, but or they were unrated, you know, right? Or unrated, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but but like they weren't the same as actual straight up porn. And so you could like, for example, if you were renting it and, you you, you know, if you're an older guy and you had a thing for the, the woman behind the counter who was working at the video store, she wasn't going to give you a dirty look for renting 
you know, Night Eyes 2. I keep saying well, Night Eyes 2, but, you know, it's, it wasn't going to be the same kind of dirty look that you get for going out back and getting, sure. like, you know, the That's worst, you you get, know, like, actual, like, X-rated porn. You get it's an true. eyebrow, but you don't get, the, well, like, you don't get the disappointed face. It's like, okay. Well, but, it's you know, if it's, like, a four-for-four four deal and, you, and you know, you have a stack of four and you make an E.T. one of the four and you kind of just stick it with the others, and, you know, it's perfectly legitimate. You know, I don't See, think that's what they have. That's what they have, like the R-rated cover and like the unrated covers. Yeah. Just for like, I can see why they do that. So you don't get in trouble with the, well, with the historic uh, employees. And the other thing too about erotic thrillers, I think actually that makes them a little bit better than porn when you're renting at the video store. A lot of times they'd have at least one or two names that you'd recognize. So you could say like, you know, for example, you could go in. Um, one of the ones I was thinking was Wild Orchid 2, which is one that I remember seeing on cable. But if you rented it, it had Robert Davi. So you could maybe say to the person behind the counter, oh, it's, yeah, it's got that guy, Robert Davi. I love him. I loved him in Die Hard. You know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, James Russo. You know, all kinds of names like that would be in those movies. And Very so you helpful. could say, oh, yeah, I, I was a, I'm a big fan of this person, you know, and, um, you know, I really like, you know, so I, I'm kind of curious to see what this movie's about. And so, it, it, again, it, it didn't have the same full full on stigma that that a porn, you know, no porn movie is going to have, you know, I mean, I'm, I know Robert Dobby could probably use the money, but I don't think he's ever done any porn. Well, same thing with Jan Michael Vincent, who appeared yes. in some of these. And um, you're oh, right. And they would have behavior one. And John yeah, Saxon like a, was an animal. Yeah, it's John Instance. Saxon. Yeah, they have like a B movie yeah. name, you know. Yeah. You need a name, usually. Tweed's perfectly fine, but let's get an extra win. Your extra name. Right, right. Well, because, you know, one thing I think, back to your point, Brett, about these having a very noirish vibe, I think the same way that I think directors can can be like oh you know i'm just kind of working in the same vein as like you know my you know like a a, a, a 40s like you know um a humphrey bogart film or something like that i think the actors could do the same thing like you know you, you get somebody like a robert davi and say yeah you're going to be the detective working on this case and he could go back and be like oh i'm going to do sam spade you know i'm going to do bogey and maltese yeah. falcon that kind Deceptions. of thing right. yeah and i, I think yeah. it appeals to them a little bit more too like obviously you know you get someone like a shannon tweed she's she's cool getting naked she doesn't mind doing that part of it um but there's also a vibe even for her, I think, where she could be like, oh, I'm really, really drawing from this this character. I'm really doing Lauren Bacall and, you know, right. um, no, I that think kind that's of right. thing. No, I definitely think that's what's going on here. And I think, you know, you said, Ty, you said, oh, you know, Tweed is whatever you said that she's there, but you need someone else. It's because <laughs> yeah. she it's two different things. Like she's a star of these movies and kind of became famous because of them. I know she had done things before and has done things after, but really this is kind of her claim to fame and but she became famous because of these movies they needed an actor that was famous before you know so she's a star of them and it's created right. by them but they need they need someone else like a john saxon or a jen michael vincent or you know uh i don't know richard Browntree, who yeah, right. uh who has been in you know who played the detective perkins character and i think several <laughs> et's and, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know james brolin is an indecent behavior too Right, no, so, that's a good name. Yeah, so they're like, that's, that's a high quality yeah. name. Yeah, Ginty. Ginty would be in some of these as a detective or, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because they're like, well, just like we were seeing, there they're almost always was a detective because there was some sort of mystery or some sort of crime that went on. Yeah. Um, so, Matt, what are your memories? Like, your, well, they'll do like a video star memories thing. Like, what are some of your earliest memories <clears throat> when it comes to ET? Yeah, so I think the biggest thing was was growing up. My 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 friend, um, his family had a discrambler box. So if you're, if you're well, there you, go. you can just stop right there, and that explains yeah, everything. That's, that's right, perfect. Exactly. That's, you can't so, go so, wrong with that. 
Yeah, so yeah, we have like the you know the traffic circle there, and somebody was selling them off the back of their truck, and and you know the so so the, beyond erotic thrillers, I remember one of the you know one of the things was when Mike Tyson got out of jail and he fought uh, Hurricane McNeely, and it was like a, a twenty second fight. We got that for free, you know. My, my, we went to my friends and my dad, because my, my dad was friends with my friend's dad, so it was like we went together and watched it over there, so we didn't have to feel ripped off like we lost fifty bucks in the deal. Um, but but. His my friend's dad watched erotic thrillers and a lot of times we'd get home from school and, you know, we'd be doing whatever kids do when they get home from school, like, you know, out playing baseball or you know, getting into trouble or whatever. And we would go into his house and his dad would be watching them sometimes. Um, so some that I remember, I remember um, Intimate Strangers, um, the one with uh, uh, uh Debbie Harry in it. it. That would also involve phone sex. That was another kind of piece of these erotic thrillers that they would they would have like kind of a modern element to them, like you know, like like phone sex operator, those kinds of things that they would you know make them edgier. Oh, uh, but yeah, and also, uh, sorry to interrupt, but also yeah. I think uh, talk radio. There's usually like a talk radio host of some sort who, um, or like a phone call in show. Yeah, and usually yeah, Creed it would be the or um, who, who am I thinking of? Brett. Uh, Tell me no lies or who's Oh Amber Smith. Amber Smith, yeah. Yeah, because it, it adds like a more to that, that noirish vibe, right? Because a, a radio studio, it can be dark. It's an isolated yes. area, and you can make it very uh, streamlined too, where you've got maybe like the board that's fancy. Um, the other thing that's always cool about the radio is that you get like the the engineer. Um, you know, maybe someone with glasses, you know, someone who's kind of similar to yeah. um, uh, Daphne's <laughs> boyfriend on Frasier. I can't remember that actor's name, but it's somebody like that, you know, but, um, you know, they, they're kind of just there. Um, you, you never know, too, with that kind of character if they would make it to the end. Right. Because um, they they could get killed off at some point or they could they could just be sort of, yeah, uh, you know, sidelined. Usually the operator is killed off. You know, it's like, welcome to love talk. You know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. well, I'll tell you, you might Today on Love Talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But I would do, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they yeah, do like I, a spin around the room a little bit. It's like, then you got some, you know, a bunch of people talking on the phone. You're, really, you're kind of muffled sounding. You know, like, right, right. Yeah. But then one yeah. of them might be the killer. Exactly. Right. It's like, I killed someone tonight. And it's like, it's like. And then, you know, Shannon looks. The first thing that always happens, right, is they don't believe the guy that he killed somebody <laughs> yeah. or they call the police and the police don't. There's well, that's where the detective comes. Because the detective is usually like the first one to believe that maybe this, this you know, the woman involved, you know, like that this is actually potentially happening to her. But but there's always like that first one where it's kind of like, you know, maybe they hang up the phone or like, you know, it's like a really, you know, and then it's like the next time they call, it's like, oh, this actually could be something kind of thing. There's always that <laughs> that element of it, you know, which is interesting because, you know, these are 90 minute movies. And when you think about it with these sort of like these interplays that happen, you know, it, it by the time you hit the 45 minute mark, they're a lot of times there haven't been a lot of kills and there haven't been a lot of stuff, but it's almost like they hit that 40, it's almost like a roller coaster where it kind of is slow build up to the first 45 minutes. And then it's like this steep drop off. And the next 45 is usually like all kinds of crazy stuff where it's like, you know, shootings, car chases sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, all kinds of stuff like that. Well, and yeah. I think a good example of that is yeah, Night Rhythms. Um, Night Rhythms yes. is a, a radio show based erotic thriller <laughs> with a male uh, host. Yep. Uh, instead of a female one and then he has to go on the run because i think they think he's the one doing the killings if i remember mm -hmm. and so great role uh, for dave carradine <laughs> oh yeah oh that's another thing where yeah dave carradine would show up sometimes right. um, uh, i can't remember the guy who martin hewitt 
Martin Hewitt, yes. Oh, yeah. right, yes, yeah. Um, uh, and what you know, I don't know if we're going to jump into this now, but I think one of the, if we're talking about a certain directors that worked in this uh, field, I I do believe that Gregory Dark is one of the best, if not the yeah, let's best. Yeah, let's talk him for a second. Um, then, then we can jump into the tweets because you know, we're, you know, Matt, people talk yeah, because you know, Matt, you were you were talking about the um, you know, kind of the disparity between the X-rated adult films and then these here's a guy that came from that background transitioned into et's and i think was the best maker of them i think his movies they're, they're really really good they're you know they're they're just they're shot beautifully their there's their plots are good the settings are good the the characters it's not all lovey-dovey the characters are are troubled um, um and it's it, i think he understands the genre more than pretty much anyone um, all of his are great. And actually, I was listening to an interview with him uh, on mm-hmm. a podcast called The Rialto Report, which is a great podcast if, you know, people don't know it. And they interview him, the, the host interviews him. And basically what he said was he saw a gap in the marketplace. He was saying like, well, there's European movies like Belle de Jour and other, uh, you know, kind of French movies mm-hmm. like that. But there's no American movies that quite hit that spot with the drama and the erotic thriller content. So he thought, okay, well, maybe I can do this. And, and he did. And I think he is one of the best. And if you look up his movies in the genre, I, I believe he has mastered the genre. Well, so wait, and we're talking about Matt's like video store, erotic thriller memories. Oh, sorry. Yes. Right. Um, I guess the only one I kind of really remember is kind of seeing scorned. Which oh, yes, I remember he saw Scorned on cable a long time ago. On cable a long time ago. I think either it was some of the movie, and this is a little too young, but at least seeing the commercial. It's like, Scorned, what's Scorned? <laughs> like, well, I don't know if you were that young. But no, that, I know, but that's like my kid voice. <laughs> but that was on the um, the preview channel. What, wasn't there, didn't they have some ads something. for Scorned? Yeah, because Scorned was kind of big for the tweetster. And that's, that's my Really big memory of erotic thrillers, and then the, and, and there was Scorn too. Don't forget Scorn too, which I have not seen yet. Uh, Wendy Schumacher. Yeah, Wendy Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah, she appeared in. <laughs> We're some mentioning of these, everyone so. today. This is yeah. the erotic thriller symposium. Yeah. <laughs> well, because yeah, it's too bad. I was going to say, Tweed is like very much like you think of like, she's like the Cynthia Rothrock of these, of erotic thrillers <laughs> yeah. where it's just like a ton of different small franchises, you know, like, like, you know, how Rothrock's like, you know, she's got like China O'Brien and Lady <laughs> Dragon and Rage and Honor. It's kind of the similar thing. It was like Scorn, Night Eyes. Um, and decent it, Behavior. Decent, decent Behavior is going to say, yeah, that's, yeah. So it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah, no, that's a good. No contest. Body chemistry. <laughs> She's in these. Well, and she did martial arts numbers. and no contest. Right. Yeah, she fought Andrew Clay, no dice. <laughs> right. <laughs> With a Man, wouldn't that have been something to see a Cynthia Rothrock, Shannon Tweed martial arts fight? <laughs> but no, but that's a, I think that's an apt comparison because, you know, Shannon Tweed is pretty much queen of the genre. And you, you yes. could argue that uh, Rothrock is the queen of the martial arts DTV genre. Um, even though I there is a debate between Shannon Tweed and Shannon Worry. Yes. As far as yeah, um, like it, the fan community, from what I understand, that you know. Um, well, I mean, that's a good question. That's a tough decision here. You know, it's apples it's and oranges. It's, it's yeah, it like a, 
it's like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. That it's oh, it's a false the Beatles story. and the Monkeys, which is the yeah, monkeys sure, the Beatles and the Monkeys, yeah, <laughs> it's better than well, the Beatles. You know. If you look at the IMDb, like Shannon Tweed just has so yeah, many more right titles. Well, well yeah. Yeah, she has more titles. That's true. Yeah, yeah. More titles. yeah well, I think I kind of started with In the Cold of Night a little bit, yeah. right? Or, or it would be uh, the Surrogate. Yeah, she in the Surrogate. So I think that's her, that's her first one. I think yeah, in '84. Yeah, and then she kind of went to, um. So in the cold well, of night, Nico, and then oh, last sorry, call. I think it's Nico Mastarakis, as he made, you know, he kind of was part of the early ET movement. Yeah. And in the cold night, which I watched last year, with Mark Singer looking exactly <laughs> like Kevin Bacon. I should have taken that picture. I mean, I thought it was Kevin Bacon. I mean, it was. Maybe I can get it. I'll find it online or something. Because it was like, like it was amazing. Then you got Last Call, which we, um, oh, we should have talked, we did talk about this last uh, episode, Brett, which was William Cat. you know. Uh, um, we mentioned did, William Cat. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned Last Call, we mentioned Naked Obsession with Bill Cat. Right, well, Naked, I, call, I mean, that's more appropriate to today's topic, but, um, well, I mean, not is, more than Last Call. Because yeah. Night Eyes does not star, Night Eyes 1 is not a tweed. Right, it's the sequels. Yeah, Night Eyes 1 is Tanya Roberts. Yeah. Then the tweetster went to Night Eyes two and three. Yeah. Well, and then also, so, yeah. you know, speaking of Night Eyes, Andrew Stevens directed Scorn. He's also he gets his start in um in the seduction. Uh, right, so, the seduction. It always comes back to the seduction. Yeah, and, and it, Andrew Stevens was involved in a lot of these movies. Oh yes. my goodness! Well, yeah, Alyssa Dreams, and then is he in that one? It's, it's, it's so many titles to remember. Yeah, he is in Alyssa Dreams. So you got lots of dreams. Night Eyes Three. You know, um, I can't remember on top of my head about looking it up. So well, but just the fact that a lot of these titles had sequels, I think, shows that there was an appetite for this oh, sort of material huge. back then. Yeah. You know, he kind of started with like Double Threat, also kind of a rock thriller, and then he's in all these other ones. You know, Night Eyes Four, Fatal Passion. <laughs> you love that one. Well, I mean, right? he's the main guy in in the Night Eyes series. Um, yeah, he's he's the he's the uh, he, he run, he's the guy who works for security night guy. Eye security. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> you gotta love that's what it's called. Of course, it's called. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. I'm not supposed to be looking at Chantweed through the window. It's just like, all <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, right, it is Chantweed. You know, it's like, <laughs> but 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 like you were kind of saying, Ty, his role in Night Eyes Four is very funny. Like he's oh, it's hilarious. Like, he's in it for. Well, I don't want to say too much, but it's really oh, funny. It, it, oh, yeah, but who's the woman from that? It's um, it was like OJ Simpson's girlfriend, Paula Barbieri. Yeah, oh, Paula Barbieri. Yeah. I, I don't think. I mean, that was the '90s. You know, everyone had OJ fever. I think that's the sure only did. reason why she was there. I I kind of got the feeling that she didn't really fit in too much to the genre. Maybe that she didn't really want to be there. She, you know, she's no tweed. She's no worry. You know, she's yeah. not gonna be like a top in the genre. It was just kind of like I don't know if you call it stunt casting, but maybe kind of was. And then, you know, you got. To go back to Tweed, you got Cold Sweat. Um, and we, you've, you've seen most of these, Brad. I've seen most of these. Matt, you know, do you, like, have you seen a lot of these? You know, like, Nightfire. No, because she was on a show called Hotline, where she plays, like, the Rebecca Mathis character that I, I made up. Or, uh, not Rebecca Mathis, that's her name in the movie. And uh, Shannon behavior. Mathis. And these, yeah. Rebecca Mathis is her name. I think it's well, Shannon Hotline, Mathis. is it? That's a radio yeah. thing, right? But she does play Rebecca. Oh, maybe it's a so. Re- Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca is the um, indecent behavior character. Rebecca yeah, Mathis. And then, 
and yeah. Hotline was like a Skinamax program. Right. So it, was, it was like Red Shoe Diaries, very popular, you know. Yeah, or what was the one that um I, I think uh, uh Julie Strain because Julie Strain it's interesting when you compare her to, to Tweed. Julie Strain was definitely more Skinamax, more like hardcore right. stuff. Not not hardcore, but more softcore Jen, stuff. Where, oh, Julie Strain, yes. So yeah, whereas Tweed was definitely more like these push the bounds of like unrated, rated R kind of movies where it you know like the sex scenes were definitely not like you know, full on sex scenes that just were like edited properly. So it didn't show anything, but you knew that the, 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 the cast were having sex. These were definitely, yeah, there's like a, a kind of Julie Strain was like another level up, but it's interesting because I think like hotline Julie strain had a show that was similar to hotline. Was it, was it but sex it was like, court? It's sex court. That's right. Sex court was one. Yeah. She had something, you know, it, it, but they were always like definitely racier, you know, like, um, yeah, I you know, agree. She, I think I agree yeah, with that. Sorry. And then if you go, sorry, Brian, I, wanna, well, I, don't oh, want, I was I just going to say that the Shannon turned, Topic, the, so. Yeah, but the Chin and Tweed, quote unquote, adult scenes, if you even want to call them that, were very, very tame. I think, yeah. you know, it was all very above board. It was, you know, there was nothing, very, nothing even approaching raunch when it came to right. Shannon Tweed. Like, if you see Shannon Tweed, you know that it's not going to get too down and dirty. You know, it's, then, it's very playboy. Then, yeah, then you move up to about, let's say, a Shannon Weary, and you go to like Animal Instincts, Body of Influence, yeah. movies like that. You know, well, those are Gregory Dark, and you know he he is willing to go certain places. Lady in waiting. So yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's the thing with Shannon Worry compared to Tweed, right? I mean, um, you know, Shannon Worry doesn't have as many uh, as many um, titles as, um, as as Tweed does, but the ones that she has, um, they are some de- definitely some classics in, in the genre. Some pretty good like, ones in there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, mirror images is one that I think about, like you know, yeah. animal instincts, like you talked about. I mean, those are ones that, like, you know, those are ones that you, when you see them on the program guide and be like, oh, that's on right now, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's I'll, I'm definitely, you know, gonna make sure I get that on, you know, yeah. you know maybe maybe make <laughs> sure I get everything done I need to do before that's on, because you know, before the days of uh, DVR, it was it was a pain to, even with DVR, yeah. it was kind of a, you know, it's not like it is now where everything's kind of on demand, you know, you had to kind of set everything up, so it's like, all right, I'm gonna order the pizza now and make sure it's here before <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you had to set it up that way. Well, I mean, because that's all I would say if you're going to ask me about my introduction. Oh, yeah, to please the genre. go ahead. It was just that, you know, I would see these sections in the video stores and obviously I'd be interested in them. And then we had to pay cable for a time and I would see these titles on there. And that's that's it. So it's not much of a story. But I do oh, remember yeah. those, um, <laughs> you know, the program guide. And then I think at a certain point I had VCR Plus, which oh, I think yeah. I might have mentioned. So. You know, if I saw one of those in the program guide, I'd look to see if there's a VCR plus code that went to it and then typed in the code. Do you usually have one? Do you remember putting it in for a certain I, movie? A I don't have to tell hard memory. But. Uh, at a certain point, every pretty much everything on television had a VCR plus code. It was like a six-digit number. Well, because, well not just that. And, oh, sorry, God. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, so anything you want – because, you know, everyone would say how hard it is to program the VCR, which it kind of was, and to take right. things. So, they, so the, the later model VCRs had VCR plus, which – all you had to do was type in, I believe it was a six digit number and it would tape your show. And um, so I would always be on the lookout for anything, anything I found interesting, mostly horror movies. Um, I, you know, I think I might've, you know what, Ty? Cause you know, I mentioned how, and um, I 
originally saw American Cyborg Steel Warrior on cable. Yes. <laughs> I believe I might have taped that on, on using VCR+. VCR+. Plus. It's, that's the thing about VCR+. Plus. See, that's the original Plus. Now it's Hulu. Very too off Hulu Plus. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so we got a Hulu Plus, I guess, like Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, 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 Plus. So Which in those newer becoming, South Park specials, they they make yeah. fun of that. How yes, they do it Max and Plus, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All these pluses are now turning into minuses. There's too Aww. many streaming. There's too many streaming services. <laughs> I just sneak that in. But so, do, so do you remember besides American Steel Warrior? And I'm just saying American Steel Warrior. Were, what else you maybe taped? Not Rock Steel or just anything that you remember um, typing in with the code. I believe there was a Peter Cushing horror movie called The Creeping Flesh. I think it's called. I'm mm. pretty sure. I don't know if it was VCR Plus, but I think I remember taping that. Pretty much oh, okay. like any anything that and, you know, you know the type of movies I like that are anything like that. Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, I know. Well, no, I just, just, just wanted to have a specific memory. And the um, closest I can get are, is American Cyborg and Creeping Flesh. Okay, that's and, that's good. That's good enough for me. So it's um, like, I know there are other because I was constantly taping everything. I think Bad Lieutenant maybe was one of them. Oh yes, that was yeah. Because well, <laughs> Bad Lieutenant, I remember post Pulp Fiction, there was this like push to just get like anything that could be like. Pulp Fiction adjacent, and I remember somebody rented <laughs> Bad Lieutenant. Like, you got to check that out. And I watched it. And actually, I, on some levels, I don't. I don't say I liked it more than Pulp Fiction. I think that you know, I you know, because Pulp Fiction was just so so great. But but it was like because it was it wasn't like anything like Pulp Fiction. It just happened to have Harvey Keitel. That was like the only right. connective tissue between the two. Uh, but but that was like the thing is that like I because I think it even got more shine at the video store because it had Harvey Keitel, and it was like people yeah, were just exactly like right. right. Yeah. yeah, and and he was in some like just like some dramas, like some family dramas that have no yeah. like you know edgy content at all, but they they showed up then too. So I think you're right, I, Matt. They, you know, well, uh, everyone, yeah, everyone had their time. Go ahead, Brett. Please. No, no, that's all. I was saying that you know, oh, Harvard Keitel is in Pulp Fiction. Huh? Well, what about Imaginary Family? You know, just, or what's that one? <laughs> that might be the called? one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Is, it, is that what it was called, or is it something else? I don't want to screw up that yeah. title. But well, just, same uh, thing with Christopher Walken. I think that definitely right. raised his profile at that oh, time. Oh, I, I can't. I wish I could do his impression. I can't do Walken anymore. But it's like, <laughs> like, it's like, you know, now we get to watch Scam again. You know, we all love Scam. So it's like, what's wrong? So, uh, let me let me double check that Kaitel title. Okay, but but yeah, the Kaitel. So, title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's right there. <laughs> um, let's see here. So, well, you can keep talking until I find. Well, I, well, the other the other director I wanted to mention was Jack Imaginary Indra. Crimes. Oh, not Imaginary, Imaginary Family. But there is a family type movie I know he was in that I around that time. But anyway, uh, Jag Mundra. He was another one um, that I want to mention as a director who he had a really good run in the '90s of of uh, of you know, getting these ETs into cable, you know, onto cable oh. video stores. Um, yes, Ty? I was saying, yeah, I have some some of the titles. Yeah, give me some Jag Mundra titles. You got a legal tender. You, know, you got Tanya Roberts and Bob Davi. And then you got The Other Woman. That's a good one. Wild Cactus. Tropical Heat. It was really crazy, Matt. You got to watch this one. Uh, Rick right. Rostovich. That sounds yeah. familiar. I love reading Rossovich, Matt. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always, yeah. If you get Rossovich in something, um, <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, obviously the Pacific Blue, but yeah, just like knowing that you know, like you, you. I always wonder with those ones, whether it's him or like Whip Hubley. Like if people on set are like, "Hey, what's it like to work with Tom Cruise?" You know, and he's just like, "I get that all the time," you know, or whatever, you know. Because isn't there also a Tim Rossovich? Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're related. They're, but, oh, okay. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, the the uh, sexual malice, improper conduct. These are other Jag Moonder movies. Tainted love, irresistible impulse. Now, those are a little bit tricky to find. Irresistible impulse. I've been trying to look for it for a while. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't realize. About, he, oh, sorry. He, oh, no, I was going to say really quickly. Uh, I didn't realize he had a movie called Shades of Grey. Um, interesting that like you know suddenly you know Fifty Shades of Grey suddenly became like this. Like when when you know. With people who really weren't into the erotic thriller suddenly got into it with the, the popularity of Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I wonder if, because I know that woman who wrote uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, she was essentially doing Twilight fanfic. That As I heard. She, yeah. yeah, she morphed it into it. I wonder if she also came, you know, she was someone who watched these erotic thrillers and maybe she got the name from from Jag Mundra's Shades of Grey. Well, it's very well, possible because, you know, if, if ETs were to say they have a legacy today, they probably, you know, they probably would be in the Shades of Grey series, you know, because they got Hollywood big releases. And, you know, that's definitely the the lineage of the yeah. of the genre. And, you know, well, there's a documentary that I don't think any of us have seen called um, We Kill for Love. Right. Which, mm. um, um, which is all about the erotic thriller genre. Um, so I, I think even though I don't it's like critics and, you know, people don't really talk about it maybe they're starting to talk about it more now like people look back you know with a certain amount of 90s nostalgia and they and they look back at them so i think they're going to be getting my prediction is they're going to be getting more um releases and talked about in the coming years because yeah i was gonna say i I can actually affirm that because just looking at movies that you know we're gonna you know that i had thought about for this for example intimate strangers when i talk about with debbie harry that one's on tubi now um or uh Wild Orchid 2, I think, is on, like, maybe it's on, on Amazon Prime. Those were ones that I used to never be able to find. Like, because the problem is you couldn't get them on YouTube because the content was too racy that they would get taken down. Someone flagged them or something like that. So so it was really hard to get them on YouTube. And so if one of these places wasn't releasing them, then it was, like, digging for a VHS. But they right. are starting to get those streaming um, uh, availability now a little bit more, so which is good. Right. And I think they're going to start. I mean, there's a couple Blu-ray releases, um, Party Line, Vinegar Syndrome yeah. release. They did in the cold of the night. Um, I think they're going to start to show up more on physical media as well. Um, uh, what was I going to say about that? Um, but anyway, well, what's also interesting about I'm going to go back to Jag Munja for a second <laughs> is that in Wild Cactus, you have all of our favorite people. You know, you have David Naughton, you have Gary Hudson, Kathy Shower. Oh, another He's, great one from the genre. Paul yes. Gleason and Robert Zadar as Grady. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. So, you know, yeah. great B, a lot of these have great B-movie casts. Um, yeah. I, I do remember what I was going to say now, which is, you know, we're talking about how Hotline and uh, Red Shoe Diaries, uh, you know, were like, they're like ETTV shows. Yeah. And also I should mention Zalman King directed Wild Orchid 2, if I'm not mistaken. And and that's a very well-directed movie. It's very art. I don't want to say he art. He directed the second one and not the, he didn't direct the first well, one? Well, he might, uh, well, I think he directed this, or maybe he wrote it. I don't know, but it's very yeah. classy. Like it's he, a very Well, he wrote and directed it. Yeah, he, he wrote yeah, it and yeah. directed it. Yeah, it's it's almost two hours long. It's, yeah, it, I know it's I a classy movie. It has Tom Skerritt, I believe. Yes, it does. Yes, yeah. But it's not, if you look at it, it's very glossy. It's very um, slick. So. Oh, it looks fantastic. You know, and yeah, it looks great. Made, that uh, needs yeah. a widescreen physical release. And I think if that came out in like a nice Blu-ray, people would really, really reevaluate that movie. Because that was a somewhat of a kind of a hit or a cult hit, Wild Orchid. So that he yeah. made more movies like that. So he made like Delta Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, it was just the next Zalman King. Zalman yeah, Zalman King became a because he it's a memorable name. Like he, yeah, he Zalman, like a, a name in the in the genre. And then I think after those TV shows, which were you know for pay cable, became popular, then I think then we got Silk Stockings, which was yes. kind of like the the you know the regular cable version because such was the popularity of ETs, like it it could be played off into a almost like a syndicated type show. You know. They push it as much as they can. You know, you know got a little Chris Lorenzo and Silk Stockings. <laughs> See ya. Because well, right, what happened <laughs> was was that um that it was like originally part of like a kind of a CBS late night thing that USA picked up, and so it was like I want to say it was like Sunday nights they would air new episodes of that on uh, on on USA. Oh, wow, like, new episodes uh, of Stockings from yeah, CBS like, to uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I remember the USA years. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, only USA for me, not CBS. So the very beginning was it was like Silk Stockings, and I think like Sweating Bullets, which I think it's also yeah, known so as Tropical Heat. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was a third show, and I can't remember what it was, but but for for whatever reason, Silk Stockings was the one that USA probably for exactly what we're talking about. Because also, if you think about USA, right, they didn't usually do erotic thrillers during Up All Night, but I think they they were kind of known for more of that kind of programming. And so Silk Stockings really fit in with what they were Perfect. going for in the '90s at that time. Um, so they picked it up, and I mean, of course, you, you get that that point where. Um, Rob Estes leaves, and they get Kane's wussy son from uh, uh, Kung Fu to take over. <laughs> yes, and the whole – that's it's just, you know, a show on screen after that. Yeah. You need your Estes. You need your Mitzi capture. You yeah. know, it's just like, yeah. it's watchable enough, but <laughs> yeah, it still yeah, has the all, kind of 90s vibe that we all yeah, I mean, enjoy. West Palm Beach, right? The way that they 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 turned West Palm Beach, you know, it's like one thing when you think about like Miami Vice or some of these other ships. Was like, well, Miami, of course, Miami would be a really cool place to, sh- you know. But the fact that they, they made West Palm Beach into that is just, uh, it, it's absolutely amazing that you know that you could, you know, that they were able to do that. And uh, and I mean, yeah, that show was I I always remember that because it was always you know, it was a kid growing up, right? Because you know, obviously Sunday you, you go to school on Monday, so it was always like one of those things where it's like oh, I'm watching Silk Stockings. It means like. You know, it's almost time to go to school. You know, yeah, kind of no, thing. I know that feeling. Um, now, was Paula Tricky involved in Silk Stockings at all, or am I just that's Pack Blue? Uh, Pack Blue, because she kind of dipped her toe into the genre, but she yeah. never re- really went full fledged with it. Yeah, you, well, you know what I think. Good. I was gonna say, you know what I think. The thing is, when you think about like who she was does Silk what, Stockings, yes. Yeah, she did an episode, I think, right? Of, of Silk Stockings. Yeah. So- yeah. Uh, season okay, so four, I'm not totally. Season four, episode yeah. thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Exactly. I, I've never never seen Silk Stocking, so I'm just. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but yeah, I I think like Paula Tricky actually brings up a really interesting point. We think about like who's been successful in the genre, like like a Shannon Tweed or somebody like that. One of the things with Paula Tricky is that I don't like Paula Tricky would be okay as like the sort of the more innocent person in the movie, but if she played like the darker character. It would, you know, it'd be hard to believe. Whereas, like Shannon Tweed could play anybody in an erotic thriller, and yeah, and it true. was always worked. I think that's why she did so well. But I think Shannon worries another name like that that you could think about. I mean, obviously, even going back to like Morgan Fairchild. I mean, the ones who do really well in this in this genre is you, you, like you could believe Shannon Tweed as as the you know like the radio DJ, like you said, you know the the innocent one, the seductress, the the one who we think is the bad guy, but actually isn't because it's her her roommate who ends up being the killer. Like she could do all of those things really well, and so and then of course she wasn't afraid to take her clothes off. So there was that combination of she could get as racy or as edgy as you needed, but then she could play all of the parts in one of those movies, and so it. 
that's I think it was like a perfect I mean, because she, I mean, she did so many other genres. I mean, she did action movies. She's done comedies, um, you know, because she I mean, she she's an actress. She's very underrated as an actress. And I think if, if she wasn't as versatile as she was, I don't think that the, the erotic thriller itself would would kind of have sort of captured the imagination the way that we think of it as. I mean, there, like you said, there's these standouts like Wild Orchid and things like that that are really great. But. Yeah, she could she could make so many of these movies memorable um, just by her ability to play those different parts. And that's a great point, and that I think that was well said and and needed to be said. Uh, well, I did want to yeah. mention Carnal Crimes. Oh yeah, go ahead. It's directed by Gregory Dark, has Martin Hewitt and Paula Tricky. Right, so, right, right. From, ni- from 1991, which I found at Goodwill. <laughs> and that's which is amazing. I believe Julie Strain's also in that. Or, um, um, or well, I have her up right now, so. But anyway, it, I think that I believe that was Dark's first erotic thriller, and then he, he kind yes, of Julius like, Strain is in it, and Dan yeah. Trejo. Yeah, because he did um he did Street Asylum and Dead Man Walking before um he did uh, Carnal Crimes. Uh, right, so. he mentions that on this interview I listened to, and he said that kind of helped him kind of parlay his way from X-rated movies into the erotic thriller genre. It's like, well, I did these movies. Um, I, I was hoping the host would ask him about working with G. Gordon Liddy. Um, I, unfortunately, I I haven't finished listening to the interview, but I don't think he does because that definitely would be a question I would ask. Um, <laughs> I gotta say that no erotic dealer podcast can you know you have to mention Delia Shepard. Oh yes, so, like, yeah. so we can't forget we're mentioning everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, well I was gonna ask once we you know if I was gonna ask if there are other actresses you want to mention. I do think Delia Shepard. Definitely should be mentioned as Julia Shepard well. and Monique Parent. Oh yeah, to yeah. be mentioned, and Monique Gabrielle, I think, who came along yeah. a bit later. And then you got mm. Amber Smith, which we already mentioned. But I mean, we're mentioning them. But let's see, Secret Games is a Julia Shepard joint. <laughs> have you seen that one, Matt? Are you seen that one, Brett? Oh, I definitely have. I've seen a lot yeah. of these movies. Almost yeah. every one we've mentioned, I've seen. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a, a big fan. Behind. But I just I watched Human Desires with the Tweetster uh, a couple months ago. I had to spread out my erotic thrillers because you know, you know sometimes they get a little bit too similar if you watch too many in a row. Well, yeah, I try not to do that. Yeah, or yeah. with that or anything, I try to yeah. spice it up as much as I can. And then, did you want to mention some of the just kind of the similar titles of all these? Because, or we kind of know that already. Just like, well, what would you like to do? Well, yeah. well, Matt, what do you think about that as far as the titles? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, because because the titles that was always <laughs> going to be the thing, and I almost I almost think too like part of the reason why the sequels are so good is that um it was almost a little bit more intriguing when you'd see a number after after the title like oh this was like a series of these, um but the the titles you know because again you know we were talking about like the um the uh, uh you know the video store where the cover had to be good, but actually when you get into the cable genre right it's both you know you need to have something that, that stands out on the tv guide you know when, when you're reading flipping through the tv mm-hmm. guide and then when the guide bar came out in the in the in the preview channel came out right you needed a title <laughs> that would grab you on there so so it's interesting because we talk about now how the cover has to really pull people in but for erotic thrillers a lot of times it was the title that needed to get people pulled in such um, an amazing point yeah. Yeah. great point and there were yeah. certain words that would tell you what it was like yeah, if it had like, the word obsession in yeah. it in, you know, yeah. intimate obsession or whatever, which leads me to the surprise I have for you guys. Oh, oh okay. Sure, go ahead. And I'll run <laughs> I have a surprise. Times. I have a game. That a I game? Okay. Yes. Um, sure. Let's see. Yeah, let's, 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 doing games. Sure, go ahead. Yep. We've, we've never done, so we're going to try this out. <laughs> I've devised a game. 
It's very simple. The rules are very simple. It is, I'm going to tell you a title, a movie title, and okay. you have to tell me if it's real or not. Okay. <laughs> and if it is real, I will give you an extra point if you can name the female star of the movie, if Got it's it. a real movie. So you get a point if, basically, if you just say true or false. Oh, true or false, okay. It's, it's well, or however you want to say it, true or not. And then if, and if it is true, I will give an extra point to if you just the main female star and just Got to it. prove that i'm not playing favorites i have a column a and i have a column b <laughs> i so, wonder who the favorite would be not me um, gonna... <laughs> uh, so um so i guess just because you're talking now ty do you want column a or do you want column b i'll go with column a this is just like is this like match game where you get like the easy one right exactly and then you drag in richard dawson but go ahead please <laughs> okay so ty um just is this real or not okay intimate obsession that's real that is correct yeah and who is the main star of intimate obsession oh it's not a tweedster or a worryster it's oh i can't remember her name i'm uh, go ahead uh, uh should we do a steal thing matt do yeah, you want to steal? I, I can't steal this one no i can't <laughs> I'm, I'm i know sorry. because this is tough it's jody fisher Oh, oh yes, Jodie Fisher. Yes, we've seen her. I, I think I have that one. <laughs> okay, so now do you want to do back and forth, or do you just want to sure. run through? All right, so Matt, right. Desires of the Night. Desires of the Night. Oh boy, I want to say false. That is correct. I made that title yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who are you thinking might star? Monique Parent. Here we get to her name. <laughs> Or maybe Leanne Beeman. We haven't mentioned her. Yeah, Leanne Beeman, yeah. <laughs> I think she only worked with, um, with uh, what's his name? Jack Mundra, right? Right. <laughs> okay, Ty. Right, Sexual that's... innuendo. That's false. That's correct. That is false. Yeah. And he's probably thinking of sexual response of Tweedster. Right. <laughs> uh, and um, what, uh, Captain Oxenberg. Right, Oh, right. Oxenberg, yes. Uh, Vin, uh, Casper Van Deed's wife. Right. Uh, I believe she, you know, we're talking about versatile people. I think she usually played more the innocent person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, she, she wasn't like, I'll say, I'll be very challenged about it. Mean on Dallas. Right? Oh. She, was it Dallas? It was Dallas, right? No. She was on one uh, of those. Oh, no, it was um, Dynasty. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. so. All right, Matt. Sins of Desire. Sins of Desire. Is they true? That is true. That is correct. Okay. Who is the star of Sins of Desire? That I don't know. I'm going to go. I'm just going to say Shannon Tweed. Just to. That is incorrect. Ty okay. Steele. Um, I know Victim of Desire has Shannon Tweed. Sins of Desire. Like, give me a second. I just saw this. It's. Oh, it's it's a uh, Delia Shepard. Mm, Tanya Roberts? Not the answer I was looking for. Tanya Roberts was the answer. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Um, should I give you a point for that? I mean, yeah, well, you I mentioned should. one person. Because yeah, we just looked up Delia Shepard. That's right. Yeah. yeah so maybe. Yeah. I know the, the so, Delia... All right. All right. I'll give you a point. All right. Thanks. <laughs> okay, Ty. Back to you. Okay. Private okay. Obsession. I think that's a real title. Yes, I'm it mistaken. is. My, who's in that? I don't <laughs> think it's Tweeter. It's, um, it's, no, I can't think of who's in it. Matt, I can't you? steal, I can't steal that one. Shannon Worry. 
Oh, worry. It would have been a good guess just to just say one. Yeah. 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 Two Shannons. You got 50 50 shot. Exactly. Yes. All right, Matt. Fire of Desire. Fire of Desire. I'm going to say false. That is false. Yeah. I like I like your titles because it's like it almost like Nightfire mixture of uh, Victim of Desire. I like that. <laughs> okay. Ty, all right, back to you. Okay. Fatal Sins. Ooh, I think that's false. That is correct. That is false. Yeah, that's a good title though. It is. I was I was a iffy on that one. I was like, oh, yeah, I think a second. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds okay. like a Julie Strain yeah. joint if he makes it that does. one. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Lethal Seduction. Okay, I think that's true. That is true. Okay. And who is the star? I'm going to say Shannon Tweed again because I feel like i got to get it eventually. I am sorry. That is incorrect. Okay. Ty is Steer. that Morgan Fairchild? No, I'm sorry. That is Julie Strain. Oh, of course that's it is. Julie I just Strain. said that goofball's oh. name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Ty. She's goofball. <laughs> yeah, she's the chick. She's I don't know if anyone ever describes Julie Strain as a goofball in, uh, <laughs> in her life. Uh, okay, Ty. Night Heat. Can oh. I repeat that? I th- no, I, I think that's a false one. That is correct. Night yeah. Heat is a false title. Uh, Who would star in that one? Oh, that sounds like maybe an early Greg Henry. Maybe like an early <laughs> Gary Cole. Right, yes. <laughs> maybe a Martin Hewitt. <laughs> well, those are all the male stars. Who would be the females? It would probably be an older school person, like maybe like a Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, that sounds like a Morgan Fairchild to me. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Yep. Night Obsession. Night Obsession. <laughs> this is this. <laughs> all sounds so similar. I know. All right. I'm, I'm going to say false. That is correct. That is a false time. <laughs> Yeah, I was... <laughs> who would be in that? You guys are doing really great at this game. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I guess we know our we are ETs. Okay, uh, who would be in that though? Just to have a night obsession. That could like be an Andrew Stevens. Title. Yeah, it might be Stevens. an an Andrew Stevens directed starring joint where maybe with a younger actress, so he gets to have the love scene with a really younger actress. We think uh, maybe uh, a Kathy shower, but she's gonna. You know, yeah. yeah, I can see shower. Yeah. 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 Maybe an out of place yeah. polytricky. Like she's yeah. she, out of play. Oh, she's really point. reaching, but she's not really delivering. You know? <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like uh for some reason that John Saxon's in it for like one second. Yes. Yeah. It's like maybe yeah. Wings Hauser. Oh, yeah, Wings. Wings Hauser. Yeah. He's been in yeah. he's been in his fair share of these. Yeah. He was in um LA Goddess, wasn't he? With um shower. That did, oh, no, yeah. Wings Hauser. That's Hevener. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Hauser yeah. was in victim of desire. Yeah, very Hauser. Hauser could also play a lot. Of, like I, I think for Hauser, he would want to be the detective who hooks up with the the, the starlet. But I yes. think what Hauser could do is he could do a lot of characters. He could be like the guy living out of like a camper who like remember like used to be on the force and remembers a similar case. You know that kind yes. of character. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like they can have a reunion of Catherine Kinmont from our. Oh yes. Right. Yeah, Aaron mentioned. And or he could be, it'd be like Vice Squad, who's somewhat of an early example of this, where you know he's very evil as Ramrod. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that a Whip Hubley? Um, maybe. I, yeah. Uh, there's also yeah. Season Hubley. Where is it? Oh, or maybe I'm thinking of Season Hubley. Yeah, Season. There's two. There's two Hubleys. <laughs> two Hubleys. Two Hubleys. Two Rossoviches. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's that's crazy. My head season, is spinning here. Yeah, season uh, and Whip are such a wacky name. They must be related. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so well, the, the game's not over. The game is not over. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, um, 
Okay, Ty, we're back to you. It's okay. Laws of Deception. That is a real title. Yes, that is. And who's in it? Oh. Peter Green. I need the female star. Oh, female star. January. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, Matt Steele. Uh, I'm going to try Shannon Tweed. I am sorry, that is incorrect. The answer is Amber Smith. Oh, oh I, really, I love you. Yeah. So, yeah. You can see Amber Smith's in a movie called uh, oh, oh, Low Ball. And it stars uh, Peter Green <laughs> and um, Everlast. So it's like, <laughs> oh, the, 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 the House Eric of Pain? Schrody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, name, right? Eric Schrody? Er- Eric yes, that Everlast. is Everlast's name. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we all, we all know what it's like to see how he acts. So it's like, <laughs> did you like Everlast, okay. oh. everyone? Um, I. I I definitely have a soft spot for House of Pain, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I never got into his solo stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering thinking about solo. Yeah, the but. solo thing was just that, that one song he had was just everywhere all oh, the yeah, time, I, constantly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, what yeah, it's yeah. like. I was never really yeah. a fan. I was never a fan of what it's like. No, no. No. Uh, Whereas, like, the, the House of, you know, Jump, Jump, it's like, you know, you'd hear that. And, you know, of course, on the grind with Eric, that would be like their, their alternative <laughs> one for the episode where the guy in the, uh, in the, in the mail, the, the post office coat would, would dance to that one, you know. So it was either that one or Beastie Boys they would do for the. You said the grind? Are we talking knees? I know, Eric knees. Well, you said Eric. Knees. So now we're, we're on such familiar terms with him. We don't even have to say Eric Knees. Oh, he's right. Eric. Um, I could just talk about Eric Schrody. So there's Eric Knees. So Eric, yeah, Schrody, there's also Eric Roberts. Right? And he's in a rock dealer, Kari Wurr, Sensation. Oh, yes, Kari Wurr. How, how did we get this far without mentioning Kari Wurr? Yeah. Do you, oh, do you have any more, uh, any titles, Brad? Or you a, uh, uh, no, the, yes, I do have more. So it's okay, go ahead, please. And, yeah. and um, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what we'd be talking about before this. I just came up with this. So, Matt, um, kind of a gimme here, but a sexual <laughs> response. Oh, were we talking about that? I'll, I'll say, uh, yes, that's, that's, that's one. And who's the star? Oh, sex. Is it? <laughs> we just talked about it, didn't we? <laughs> um, oh, man, is it Shannon Tweed? It is. It's Shannon yeah. Tweed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta have to give. Yeah. <laughs> um, and right now you guys are tied, so you're really doing great. With, yeah, wow. I think we've each gotten one extra because I think Ty, you sold both one. Seven. Seven. Desire for yeah. me, so. Yes, and uh, so you're both at seven. Um, wow. So we're getting close to the end here. Okay. Uh, okay, Ty. <laughs> Intimate <laughs> heat. I don't think that's the title. That is correct. That's a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Matt, dance with death. Dance with death. I say yes. That is correct. That is a, that is a real <laughs> title. All right. So oh. who's in Dance with Death? Oh, who is in Dance with Death? Um, I know it's a tough. This is a tough one. It, okay. Yeah. So I've got to kind of. But I, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint, which is. Neither I'll accept two names for this, and neither of which have come up yet on this podcast. Right. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is with this is this is one that no, no we haven't had anybody in 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 right. It, it's not anybody who's done this one. So and, and also not that any extra pressure. But if you get this, you will win the game. Right. Okay. <laughs> right now you're both at eight. If you get this, you'll. Uh, I, I do uh, have a time break. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I I don't know. I'm just gonna go completely. I I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who could. Uh, I'm going to go completely off the rail. I'm going to go say Nastasha Kinski. I know she's... Great guess, but yeah. that is incorrect. Tie okay. for the game. I, I've it. heard of this movie. 
Okay. I don't think it's a female stuff. I know who else is in it, though. Would that count? Uh, no, I remember at the beginning of the game, I said a female star. Because uh, the other was like a, it was a Roger Corman movie. I, I think, yeah, I think, I think Lisa Kudrow's in it for like one second. Uh, no, but I, it doesn't I, count. Female star. Uh, oh, you can't take Kudrow. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I mean, no, that could be a good tiebreaker. Uh, if, if, you know, I have a tiebreaker. So tie. I, know that, get, I do have a tiebreaker. I know that Maxwell Caulfield's in it. Doesn't count, though. And I know if everyone else except why are we everyone else from this movie except the female lead? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, so yeah, Maxwell Caulfield, that's Lisa Kudrow, and Martin Mall are in this movie. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the ties gone through like a bunch of tiebreakers essentially, like because I couldn't get anybody. I I always feel like, I know you, you said you got a tiebreaker as well, uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of almost like he's yeah, the Kudrow is almost like the fact that he knew Kudrow and I didn't. It's almost like I feel bad if 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 I get the tiebreaker and he doesn't that he. Uh, he, he knew more people um, in this movie. <laughs> Barbara uh, Woods? That's someone? That's correct. Barbara Woods. Oh. <laughs> Are you looking this up on the internet? No. <laughs> Are you cheating? Martin Mull, and, and it took me a second. I only remember Maxwell Caulfield. No, he's, he's seen wow. the movie, at least. I hadn't seen it. I've so seen I, it. Yeah, yeah. so wow. I, I, I'm, okay. I'm okay. Even even if you did look it up, you've seen the movie, and I haven't. So I'm, to yeah. me, that's, uh, yeah. But I, I don't think you did. Wow, I, think you, <laughs> I can't look it up. <laughs> <You both laughs> Um, yeah. I also would have accepted Kat Sassoon. Oh, yeah, Kat Sassoon. Like Sassoon. Oh, yeah, that's the name. Angel Fist. But I was thinking of the the, the the out of out of the box names. Kat Sassoon should have been the one. I, I don't, you I know. Should, I thought you might be going there when you said out of the box. Yeah, you actually thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, well, that's what was yeah, the tiebreaker. Okay, here just for fun, just tie. Yeah. You won the game. Um, Thank you. Here, here's my uh, here's my tiebreaker <laughs> question. You guys can just shout this out if you right. if you know it. Which is um, so Shannon Tweed and Gene Simmons have two children together. What are the names of oh, their children? I, I can't answer that. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, know. Um, I don't know. Uh, chemistry and contest. Are they names? <laughs> <laughs> so they named their children after random words from Shannon's movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Surrogates. No. Yes, yeah. Was it was it done by by a surrogate? Maybe didn't actually blood um, Never mind. That's her own children. Um, <laughs> the answers are Nicholas and Sophie. So oh, okay. yeah, I couldn't answer that one. Yeah. But well, maybe if you guys had watched Family Jewels. Maybe you might remember that. So oh, I never watched it. You I watched it. Pre- you did, Brett? No, no, I never did. But I, thought, I watched oh, one I episode. Would, yeah, and it was so boring because there's no tension between them, like. Like they got along, like the kids were cool. Like it was like, what am I watching here? Like you know, like there's like you know, it'd be like, oh, we're gonna go to talk to the lawyer about uh, getting married or something. And it's like, okay, so you guys have been together for like thirty years, and you're finally deciding to get married, and that's a storyline. Like you know, there's there's no tension with that. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the things with reality shows, right? It's like it's you know, nobody wants to see people having a good life. You know, that's like you know, <laughs> that's you know, the drama. <laughs> Conflict is the crux of drama, as we exactly. all know. Exactly. Yeah. I might as well ask you, Brett, or Matt, yeah. do you remember any other Barbara Woods movies? Not off the top of my head, no. No, oh, I, 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 yeah. I know Dance with Death was sort of like a spin off of sorts from the Strip Hill. Uh, you, know, hey, you just remind me of someone. We didn't even talk about Maria Ford. Oh, you know, oh yeah. That's another name, yes. Yeah. Oh, strip that, that's a top name, too. I think. What's that? Oh, and Strip Teaser, too. Yeah, no, definitely. And she's been in a lot of them. Yeah, we, I, she worked a lot I like for the, 
Yeah, I like to play games too, which is still sitting in my pile. But oh yeah, I saw uh, that. Um, oh, Lisa, like, Boy- Lisa Boyle. Lisa, was it? Lisa Boyle. Uh, I like play games one. I believe. Yeah. And also Melissa Moore. I think you could probably include her. Yes, Melissa Moore is. Because, you know, it's interesting with the ones like Melissa Moore is that they did a lot of like sort of the campy um, Fred Olin Ray Winorski movies. I mean, of course, you know, Melissa Moore is also in that Samurai Cop I'm, or uh, yeah. what was uh, the, the the Malibu one that was like an early PM um Oh, uh, like, oh uh, the killing, um, killing, yeah, killing streets. Yeah. I think. Or, okay, no, no, the, uh, Ty, Malibu. It, it, yeah, yeah, Mal- yeah, yeah. Killing, uh, the oh, killing yeah. game. Uh, the title escapes right now. Remember, there was like a DVD of best video. And it's like, why is this here? And like, oh, <laughs> I thought it was like the killing streets, but maybe I'm wrong. Huh. Well, it's killing streets starring Michael Paré. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. So, Malibu. That's right. That's a good. It's a Malibu movie. Right. Um, why is that? I remember all these other things. Well, I'm in the Iraqular zone right now. It's hard to think of Malibu, you know. Wow. Yeah. He's a meathead, you know. That's, we did meet the meatheads a few years ago. We did. We did that episode, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is no. This is a whole different ball of wax here. So I'm trying to think. Is there any other actresses in the genre that we haven't mentioned? I think. We, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. We did. Okay. We did. Okay. Yeah, I think, didn't we? I, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that I can't killing think of... zone, killing zone. That's uh, what it was. The killing right, zone. killing zone. Yeah. 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 Garrett yeah. Bodine. Of that's right. Was, yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa Garrett Moore Bodine. played his girlfriend. Um, right. And she yeah, was she gets... in. What was she in? Well, Samurai Cop, right? That was her. Biggest oh, that one. was it. That, that's the bacon the grease thing. incident. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, actually, I did think of someone. Uh, um, uh, is, there, is Shauna O'Brien? Is that her name? Yeah, Shauna O'Brien. Oh, yes. The intern? The escort. The escort. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the escort. That's close. Um, <laughs> the escort. And um, and a couple others. Um, uh, well, I think there is there an escort too. I have to look that up if you uh, want me to look it up. Well, but if you look her up, you're going to find some titles that we haven't mentioned. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, she had dark hair, and I think yeah, she did. You know, she a lot of them were blonde. Hair. So I was trying to think of who the dark haired ones were. There's, um, you know, Lisa Boyle, Sean O'Brien. Um, right, she's in all these wacky ones. So we got, um, she's kind of in the kind of <laughs> Z-list ones a little bit. You got the Seductress. Seductress, you know, yeah. You got Voyeur. You got, you know, yeah, Escort 2, which is true. There's Escort 2. Yeah. The Last Embrace, Striking Resemblance, The Escort, Midnight Blue. <laughs> so, Friend of the Family. That's one of Friend of the Family. Yeah, Friend of oh, the Family. Yeah. I believe Lisa Boyle is also in that. Yeah. yeah. And Pamela Principal 1 and 2. Oh, Pam Principal. See, you've yes, seen yeah, those. Pam I, I have not seen those. I so see Pam Principal not... one. I not <laughs> see Pam Prince two. Um, Pam Prince. So, and let's see, because there's so many. I mean, I'm not just know, to say that there's the the breadth of them is is very wide. Well, a, yeah. Let's, not, let's also let's talk about Forbidden Games. That was a PM one. Yeah. And also the other one they made. Um, uh oh. I don't remember the top of my head. Right, forbidden. So yeah, let's not forget that PM also dipped their toe into this. Sins, yeah. Sinful intrigue. I can't wait to remember that without looking it up. <laughs> yeah, sinful. Well, for, I mean, that's yeah another one. And then there's the one. There's Nick Cassavetes uh, has been in a couple. Yes. Of them. Oh, yeah. you're talking about Sins of the Night with um him. <laughs> and, and there's another one. Um, he where he plays like the psychiatrist. Um, and, and Richard Roundtree's in it. Sins of Desire, right? 
No, no, no. That's he's like a detective, I think. He's just he's yeah. a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Oh, okay, then there's mind twister also. It isn't in the consummate, but just follow that one top of my head. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the thing about the erotic thriller, yeah, you look up, you know, names like because I was looking through some names and I see someone like like uh, Amanda Weiss, remember from uh, what was the Bloodfish that she did? Nightmare Blood... on Elm Street. Or... Yeah, I think she did a Nightmare on Elm Street. I think she also did um, uh, Bloodfist Four, I believe, or Bloodfist Five. I think, or no, Bloodfist Four, because I'm trying to think which which one was the one with the uh, with the with the repo shop. I think it was Four. But that was because um, cool, Gary Daniels. And... Gary, Gary Daniels, right? Was in Four, and then Five had Steve James. That's right. So, um, so you know, like a lot of those actresses dip their toes, in, like they, they like they would do one or two. And I think like same thing with Debbie Harry. You think about with Intimate Stranger. I think people thought because she's an edgy rocker that you know uh, erotic thriller would be perfect for her. But it really was an art to be able to pull that movie off. That's why I think Shannon Tweed did so many of them. You know, Worry had so you know that the, the certain names you would see in a lot of them because they would try to get anybody to do them. But to really be able to pull that role off, there's so many different facets that you had to you know you one you had to be okay with nudity. Two you, you had to be able to play the part in a way that there'd be some suspense so that you wouldn't just go, okay, I know for a fact that, that Shannon Tweed is the hero. I know for a fact that she's the baddie. It's like, cause if, if you can't play it right, then you know, the twist is coming at some point. Well, um, yeah. And that, that, yeah. So you, you have to be at least a halfway decent actress, which a, a lot of them were, I would say. And, yeah. and even if they're not, then you get some, like some B movie backup people to, to help you out. Yeah. Are yeah. you a body of influence? Yes, body of influence. Yes, body that's of, oh body yes, influence too. That's the Cassavetes as the uh, doctor. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Which is not to be confused with um, uh, with the Madonna one when when it, uh, right body of yes. evidence. Body of evidence. Body of evidence. Yeah, which is, which is a straight up ET, but it just it was like a Hollywood ET. Yeah, excuse me. Well, because that's the thing, right? You had two. You had Madonna who tried to to make it as an actress and. Body of evidence, right? I think it was NC seventeen, right? And ended up uh, that ended up hurting it because that was a whole big thing. Which again, I think with for these erotic thrillers, why they did so well on cable is that you didn't have to worry about the Motion Picture Association giving them ratings, right? It's like HBO; it didn't as long as it wasn't like like full on porn, HBO could do it. So there's that piece, and then remember like Shannon Doherty tried to do it, and hers went straight to USA, and um, what was that one? Well, what was uh, blindfold blindfold access? Yes. Oh, that one. Thank you. Yes. And, and that's again, a good one. I think that's right? a really quality one. It's a it's a good movie, right? And I mean, Judge Elson's great in it. Yeah. yeah. But I think for Shannon, Shannon Doherty, I think also kind of it almost that proves that rule that like not everybody, you know, like she's a, a a solid actress, but to do it the way like a Tweed could do it, you know, she wasn't quite on a, on a Tweed <clears> level <throat> to be able to pull, you know, like she wasn't going to have a career in, in erotic thrillers the way that Tweed did. Right. Well, maybe she figured because her name was Shannon, she could just automatically right. do it. Exactly. Well, that's true. Right. And she had right. E-N. So that's yeah. even better. Yeah. So that's why she couldn't do it. You know, it has to right. be spelled for <laughs> Right. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. I was gonna say she's a brunette, but actually uh, Shannon worries a brunette as well. So I guess that's part of it, is, right? She she already car- carved the uh, or, or cornered the market in in the other Shannon, right? It was uh yeah, um she needed to change her name from 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 Shannon to to make it, I guess. I guess. Well, I mean, I but want, you have to have uh, a certain look. You have to have a certain look. You have to have. Yeah. She doesn't have those soft edges. Yes. Well, that's the kind of like kind of film femme fatale look, like you know, like Deborah Shelton in Sins of the Night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so right. Like, and another person really I should mention, she was never huge in the genre, but she was in some important ETs, which is Becky Mullen. You know who mm. I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah she was good in, in the movie she appeared in. She was good, I think. Yeah. And let's not also forget Sarah Suzanne Brown. Oh, yes. From, um, uh, what's that title? Killer Looks. 
Thank you. Killer looks. Yeah. So the amount of hassle to get that. <laughs> well, but see, that's the thing, like yeah. we were saying before. So they were the companies that put these out were smart enough to do them in two versions, all rated and unrated. Yeah. Imperial and, did unrated a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And of course she kind of leaned towards more of the silly comedies like the bikini car wash company, that sort yeah. of thing. Which oh, is yeah. not an ET, but they're they're definitely related because yeah, yeah they're, they're in the they're in the ballpark. You're you're, you're gonna get there, you know. Just like, oh, that like, reminds me. Um, yes, the other PM things like with Jeff Conaway. Um, oh yes, he was in a bunch of these. They weren't really ETs per se, but they were like these bikini romp movies. Talking um, about bikini summer, <laughs> probably bikini summer too. The <laughs> yeah. bikini car wash company. Right, those are PM. Yeah, because PM was it was it was kind of a trip because we 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 think of PM for the action stuff because that's really what's endured over time for them. I mean, obviously, with names like Spiro Rosados and Art Camacho and you know, uh, Down the Dragon Wilson, you know, those kinds of things. Obviously, those were going to see you know, Gary Daniels, but like they they did dip their toes in a lot of different genres. I mean, I mean, I think part of the reason why Wings Hauser was drawn to them is they let him just do whatever he wanted, and he did these like noirish noirish thrillers that weren't exactly erotic thrillers, but they still kind of followed in the same footstep. That's, that's the same tradition of noir that these erotic erotic thrillers are in, and I think he always liked it, you know, to to set himself up as the the Sam Spade kind of character. Right. Like, um, the, but, what's the reason Vegas was that reason to die? Living, or, um, yeah, living uh, to die. Living yes, that's die. one of my favorites with with Arnold Vosloo. Um, is that and, the one with uh, Arnold Vosloo, right? Yes. Where he, yeah, and he, yeah, that's the guy I used to see all the time. Um, Brad, what's oh Asher Browner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, all we have are Asher Browner movies back in the old days of the website. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Start, PM did kids movies. They did every type yes, of movie, but little Bigfoot, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But, you know, because like most movie studios, like they do all types of movies. You know, so they they probably want to be like any studio that makes a range of movies. But you're right, yeah. man. That obviously the action movies stand head and shoulders above I, the rest. I, I did want to mention something about. I think we talked about this before, Matt. Uh, Donald Dragon Wilson, when he gets punched or kicked, he has that funny noise he makes. Yes. It's like, do you ever notice this, Brett? It's like, he makes a noise when he like, gets oh. punched or kicked. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I ever like, noticed. No, you I, have to I don't think listen I... to any, watch any Donald Dragon movie where he just gets punched or kicked by some other dude. It's just like, it just has this oh. funny kind of like ow noise that he does. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it sounds almost like he's being like, like, like he's almost it's like a, almost like a cry at the same it's like yeah it's like oh kind of thing it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah and who does that also is dean kane because yeah. i just rewatched uh vendetta and he does that i was like oh it's very donald jack and wilson it's like it's funny because you know a lot of action stars they'll they'll make noises and yell and things when they're on the attack you know, right. like, ah! but not when they get hit which yeah. is kind of funny yeah, um, that's what even though someone saying. punched or kicked me, I'd probably say, ah, too. So yeah, no, yeah, maybe just yeah. realistic. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing about Wilson that I noticed when I was doing the blood fists for, for my, my podcast was um, like really like the bulk of his movies are made between like 1989 and 1997. So it, and that's like when he's really kind of just starting out, too. So it's like he made the bulk of his movies while he was getting the hang of acting. And so it's really fascinating that like almost all, like by the time he got the hang of it, he wasn't getting parts or he wasn't doing it as much stuff. So it's like all of the movies we get to see of him that are like really great are him just getting the hang of being an actor. Uh, so it it, it it creates like the, you talk about like these reactions and these faces and all this stuff that he does. It's just really good. What's that silly line? I think it's in Black Belt. It's just like he just kicks some guys. The vasectomy is for free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> no, vasectomy a delicate matter. Don't forget we mentioned that. Oh, that's right. Don. Uh, what was the guy? What, was it Robert Burge? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bob Burge. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> Keaton's Cop. Keaton's Cop. That was a great movie. Well, we'll have to talk about doing another full movie breakdown soon. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, anything you want to say, Oh, I do have an idea for an erotic thriller. You want oh, to wrap up oh yeah, right. You have your own yeah. idea for one. Yes. Okay, yeah, go ahead. With so, oh, wait, did we mention any of the wacky tiles? But we kind of already did that with your game. Well, we, the whole game yeah. was all about yeah, the wacky so tiles. Yeah. So you're right. So I won't, I'll just I'll just skip that. So my idea is you get, this is, okay, let's, let's go back in time for a second. Let's go to 1993, 1994. <laughs> you got the video store. Here's your idea for uh, an erotic thriller. You get Shannon Tweed. You get Shannon Weary. You get everyone, Kathy Shower, Leanne Beam, and anyone you can think of that we talked about today. And they go through, you know, it's, it's a mixture of a rock thriller. Even Martin Hewitt, it's a, a classic rock thriller idea, like a Night Eyes. And uh, it's called Hot to the Touch. <laughs> it's a good and, title. So you're, yeah. you're basically saying like it's like an expendables of an the... expendables of the rock thriller genre, but in 1994, where everyone's still out there top of their game, not now. <laughs> unfortunately but i mean like because you know they're getting a little up there we were pretty kind of weird but we do it in 1994 and it's like well this is like um uh death death match you know so you know death match has you know matthias hughes and all those great people oh yeah so it would be the death match of erotic thrillers where you have shan tweed shan weary anyone that you can think of yeah. and then and maybe yeah. it could be like it could take place they're, they're like a bunch of fashion models yes and we can at first they're kind of like they're bickering with each other and you know has the standard bickering but then there's a slasher and the, yeah. he's killing them off and then but it's, there's a couple slashers so there's more there's more there's more uh, people to pick off and so and like, but it turns out the the former rivals have to band together to fight the slasher or slashers so like you it, know normally yes, Shannon, Tweed and Shannon worry might be you know at odds but then which they are at first but then they have to team up to fight the baddie and you can totally see the beginning, right, Matt or Brett, where they're all modeling and maybe there's some bickering and there's like this white background. It's just like, well, it's well, like, also, I love the idea of the fashion show of doing like the, the, the cheesy, like cheap idea of a fashion show, right, that these these movies would have where you'd have like this music that would be playing and you'd have like <laughs> snapshot kind of things going on. Yeah, snapshots. Like, yeah, there's snapshots right. of all the women while they're yeah. walking yeah that's like <laughs> people that are supposed to look like high society watching it like kind of along the the, the, the edges of the runway like that whole like that but yeah definitely the music and all because like, I, I don't know how many of those movies have this idea of what a fashion shoot or like a, a a runway show was that they would always give us for those things right and then yeah, I mean, you know yeah, and, but it could ahead. be you know if this was like a gregory dark movie it would be like that the women are actually prostitutes on the side you know, well, yeah, I was gonna go that far. I was gonna go to your to your slash. Well, that would be a subplot. That would be like a lesser subplot. Like, oh, well, maybe oh, that could the be the and that's and maybe the twist at the end would be one of the former models. Yeah, and she takes off her mask and it's like, I just I wanted to be just like you guys. I just I would never <laughs> just I just I guess yeah. I just wasn't beautiful enough. And it was it's something like really beautiful, like a Maria Ford yeah. or something. Yeah. So it's just like so. right, but but because she's finally. You know, confessing it all, her hair is like really crazy. You know, yeah, because you know, in her hair is like all over the place and up in the air, and and her makeup is all smeared, and she's holding a knife, and they have to get the knife that. out of her hand. And then they, she, they <laughs> both, they also they both fall into a pool, and then one of them dies and gets stabbed. Or yeah. That's true. In almost every one of these movies, yeah. there's a scene where someone falls into a pool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I wonder too, like if you do like kind of like some early '90s, like kind of, I don't know if homophobia is the right word, but kind of 
homophobic like gay stereotypes where like the the fashion designer is this like really uptight gay guy who <laughs> we think might be the killer and it but he's yeah, not and it would be like yeah it'd be like a, like a michael mckeon or somebody playing the character where it's just like yeah yeah i couldn't get bronson Pinchot. i don't i mean that'd be perfect no, for him i don't think oh he would be perfect too yeah and it'd, just be, like, it, it'd be like every gay stereotype like with the big flouncy like uh, you know like versace you know, exotic pl- print shirt and all that stuff, like maybe a mustache and all that stuff. But it would be like all, and it'd be like, like maybe like the, the like he has like a chihuahua or like a, a like a Shih Tzu, and it's like you know, like he's calling for the Shih Tzu. He's like, you know, and of course the, the dog would have like some cute name, like Princess or something. Like Princess, yeah. Princess, where are you? Princess, princess please it. come he'd down here. Have po- he'd have a ponytail and yes, a pony. Exactly. You start hearing the music, dun 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 dun, you know, and like, and then he goes to see, and then all of a sudden like he gets strangled or stabbed or something like he that. Yeah, yeah. It's, but maybe thrown in a pool be, and then you know, well, he change, wakes pool. up and uh, oh, you know, yeah, he could, dreams. <laughs> yeah, he could either have the pool, right? Because if it's a fashion designer in LA or if it's New York, he gets thrown from a high rise, right? Like he's got like the penthouse apartment, he just gets <laughs> right, he gets yeah. stabbed in the throat, and like you hear the screaming below because like somebody's like walking, like somebody's like, like a woman's walking, pushing a baby yeah. carriage or something, right? It hits the car because people have you have to land on a car if you fall from a large distance, right? And it, yeah. Maybe it sets off the alarms, right? You know, it's like. Because we said yeah. the pool, I was thinking if he gets thrown, if this uh, surge guy gets um, <laughs> thrown into a pool, right? And then at the end, the climax is that all these dead bodies are in the pool, and then it's like there's like four of them, and then Shan's was like, ah, oh! and it's like <laughs> right. Right. because like, the baddie placed them there, and then the pool yeah. was cement shoes, or something well, like that. But he, yeah, because the detective would be like either like like Nick Cassavetes, like you mentioned, or um, or Richard Roundtree, Richard, Richard Roundtree, yeah, Detective yeah, you know, yeah, or um, uh, Robert Davi could do it, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like he just keeps coming back to the pool, but never really says anything about the fact that like, yeah, you know, you know he, he might say something to like the, to like Shantree or somebody or Shantree where like, you know, this is the fourth body we found in your pool in two weeks, ma'am. I have a right to ask these questions, you know, or like, right, cause there has to be a scene where they think it's her and she has to right. that it is. And yeah. there's also probably could be a part where they're like kind of. They're like training or like exercising with the Shanwari and uh, Shan Tui, and they're like doing like mild martial arts moves. And then there's like, <laughs> like this two on one fight at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. like kickboxing. And then there's like a yeah. fight between Worry and Worry and Tweed versus Maria Ford. It's, yeah. it's not the best, but it's it's, but it's, right, it's, it's workable. Be, you know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not. And, it's not. Cynthia Rothrock. It's them yeah. doing their best. Well, and, and maybe the trainer instead of Cynthia Rothrock, we, we get like maybe like Karen Shepard or, or it's Kathy Long as the one right. training them to do martial arts. So like for us that are like these big action fans, right? It's like a little like like sort of like Easter egg for us. They'll so be like, oh yes, look at that, yeah. Yeah. Karen Shepard showed them how to do do roundhouse kicks and stuff. That's great. Yeah, that would be good. Also, I thought of someone we haven't mentioned yet, which is Tracy Tweed. Oh, oh yeah, yes, that's Tweed. right. Yes. Yeah. Well, some... Go ahead, please. Well, no, I was going to say, too, because I think, like, I was thinking of other names, but it's, like, it's interesting because once people sort of got in lanes, like, they, they kind of stayed in those lanes. Like, I think, like, Donna Spear, who did the Andy Sidaris movies, mm-hmm. it was, like, once she started doing those Sidaris movies, like, she's someone who could have done great in erotic thrillers, but it was really more like she just stuck with those, you know, I think it was partly because she, she had a good working relationship with Sidaris. Yeah. But, but you know, like, like you know, but it was, like, a similar, like, like thing where it was, like, HBO, Cinemac, or, you know, Showtime, they had this, like, this pro programming to fill and it was like you know make it as racy as possible and so it was like you had this combination of you had erotic thrillers you had the sadaris kind of action movies that were like a unique piece and then you had like the comedies like the bikini car washes mm-hmm. and things like that and vice mm-hmm. vice academies um so yes. yeah, it, it, yeah 
Yeah, Ginger Lynn, exactly. So Ginger Lynn's another one who I think she did a oh, couple yeah. erotic thrillers, but she did more of the comedies, right? She did more of like the so it's it, we were trying like, to think of these different names. I was like, Oh yeah, Ginger Lynn, but no, Ginger Lynn was, you know, Vice Academy. She was, you know, doing those kinds of movies. Yes, and she did work with Wings Hauser in Mind, Body, and Soul. That's right. That's yeah. a great movie. That's really fun. Yeah. Do you have did you see that one now? I, I actually because I've been yeah, updating my, my site, I actually just uh-huh. went back to get new images for Mind Body and Soul, and I was going through it and I was just like, Man, this movie is just bonkers. It's just uh yeah, no, it's great. I love it. I got the Blu-ray yeah. of it because it's, it's. I was so trying great. to think if I have a cool name for Shan Tweed or Shan Wary in Hot to the Touch, would be Alexa Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure yeah, that would like, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also, Matt, when you were saying how Donna <laughs> Spear would be good in the in the like more of a noirish type thriller, I think her sidekick, Hope Marie Carlton, really. Yes. Would. Yeah. Yes. Well, and and the thing with Hope Marie Carlton, according to. To Sidaris. The reason why she kind of, because she falls out of the industry pretty quickly, um, there was a movie that she was supposed to do with him and she wouldn't take her top off. And he's like, well, oh. that's the only reason why I'm having you in this movie is you're taking your top off. So I, you know, he wrote her out of the cast and I think he brought Roberta Vasquez back. Um, but I think she did like one like Wynorski film or something like that after that. But, you know, um, yeah, that was kind of, you know, Julie K. Smith is another one in that realm of like the Hope Mary oh, Carlton. Yes, Julie K. Smith. Yeah. 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 Where she did more of the romp comedies with with Wynorski, but she could have done, and she probably did do some erotic thrillers with Wynorski or Fred Olin Ray, but it was almost like once she got into that lane of like, you know, I can do the, the comedy stuff. That was the, the, the stuff that she ended up doing. Um, you know, yeah. That's the, I think that's a Hollywood thing where you get typecast. I, I, yeah. I, mean, I think uh, that Julie K. Smith reminds me of another name, which is Larissa McComas. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I, I think she worked for uh, Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynorski a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's the thing, too, with those directors like Ray Wynorski, David Dakota is another one where it's like once they find people that they can work with because they have to pump those movies out so fast that it's almost like if they find people that they can work with who can work at that speed and know what they're looking for. It's almost like, because you know, some of the, the non erotic ones that like, like, you know, uh, Fred Olin Ray, he worked with like Tim Abel a lot. You know, it's like, you know, mm, yeah, he they, was, yeah. Yeah, or like David Dakota now works with with Vivica A. Fox a lot, you know, with those wrong whatever movies. I, it's almost one, like new one on last week, Wrong Life Coach. Wrong Life Coach, that sounds <laughs> awesome. That sounds amazing. Yeah, and guess because, who it has? Is that Vivica A. Fox? Well, yes, but also yeah. Michael Paré and Eric Roberts. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. Well, because yeah, Roberts is another one that Dakota likes to work with, right? Because he's just like he just knows like he can get it in one or two takes, and so it's like okay, we've got this mansion for seven days. That's how long we've got to shoot this movie. Let's just do it, and and you know they're just like yeah. But I think that's probably part of the reason, like like a Shannon Tweed or Shannon Worry or them. Like part of the reason why they probably another reason why they may have gotten typecast is that also if these directors are doing a lot of these movies they know who they can work with to get these scenes right. Like they know, they know Shannon Tweed, they're not going to have to coax her into taking her, her, her top off. Right. She's just going to do that for that scene. But they also know too, that she's going to play her part the way that they want her to play it. Uh, so that's, I guess that's another piece of it with these kind of like lower budget movies. It's like these directors like to work with people that, you know, we think of it like with Scorsese working with Leonardo DiCaprio or De Niro, right. That's like, Oh yeah, they've got their mainstays. Well, but, it's like a stock company, you know, you, you right. it's a lot easier to work with people you've worked with before instead of getting yeah. all new, you know, uh, you know, an all new cast and crew. Um, you know, you mentioned Dakota. I should probably mention Nightmare Sisters, that movie, which is not an erotic thriller, but yeah. it does have Linnea Quigley, Brink Stevens, and Michelle Bauer. Yeah. Who, um, who are aren't around strictly in the tweed. Yeah, yeah. They're not in yeah. the tweed worry area, but they, they're skirting around it. I mean, they were known yeah. as the quote unquote scream queen. But especially think, Linnea. Yeah, yeah especially Linnea. Linnea never yeah. really did well, t- too much. I think she was in a couple, though. 
fucked up. Like, Wait, yeah, she even knows it's fine that she just takes a shower all the time. Like, here I go again. It's, <laughs> right, it's, 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 or, and dies a lot of times. And dies, yeah. And dies. <laughs> yeah, just take a shower and die. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Briggs Stevens, right, she did a ton of Fred Olin Ray. Like, she would be in, like, all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, was it, uh, 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 was it China, Chinatown Connect? Or is it Chinatown Connection? The one with um Art Camacho. I just reviewed it recently, so I, I should know the name well, of it. Lee Majors, Majors the second. second. Lee Majors the second, right? Where Briggs Stevens plays Bruce Lee's wife, and you know, um, and, and so yeah, it's just like, oh, there's that, Briggs yeah. Stevens, you know, and it's like she's not taking her clothes off, she's not getting killed, she's just playing somebody's wife, and she's making hamburgers for dinner and pouring people beers, <laughs> you know. But it was like you, you never knew where you'd see them pop up, and so that's another thing too. It's like you you could see a Briggs Stevens in a in an erotic thriller, but like she had her kind of her more like main lane where she was going to do those rompy horror movies with with Wynorski or something like that. Right. No, that's true. Like there's been so many times I've been watching something and like in the background, oh, it's Brink Stevens. You know, right. like, she yes. just yeah, she's exactly. like always kind of around on the edges yeah. if she's not in the main cast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have we have we covered it all. I mean, we, we can start to all. wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you do? Um, I'll do some plugs. Whatever final thoughts. I mean, well, final yeah, sure. well, I think the biggest final thought for me was that I had initially planned to have a lot of erotic thrillers on my site. And I think I was telling Titus when we, we mm-hmm. were talking about doing this episode that, you know, I had a plan to do kind of everything for direct to video on my site. So comedies, horror, you know, but also a lot of erotic thrillers. And I think two things happened when I started my site. First was that these movies were not as readily available as they are now. They were hard to get. And so that was one piece of it, you know, and at that time, you know, channels like HBO had kind of shifted. They weren't doing erotic thrillers. They were doing Sopranos. They were doing The Wire, you know, that kind right. of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was harder to find these movies. But the other piece is that once I started doing the action movies, because there just weren't a lot of us doing action movies. You know, there's only a few of us that were doing, you know, 80s, 90s action, you know, especially direct to video action. And I think you. You guys probably see the same thing. It's like you would in the in the late 2000s, early 2010s, you'd post about like, you know, recoil or something and you just get like 11 comments or something, you know, and um, and and so the, the, the action stuff got much more um, much more engagement. So I kind of just leaned into more action. And, and it wasn't until we started talking about this. And also I started seeing these movies pop up on on Tubi and, and places like that, that I was like, oh, I really need to start doing these again, because I, I don't think that I would have my site. And I'm probably the same thing for you guys. that You wouldn't have your site if it wasn't for the erotic thrillers, like they were a huge influence in, in wanting to watch, you know, lower budget directed video stuff. Um, so it is one of those things that I think this is a really great episode for us to, to kind of delve into that. Yeah. Well, so do you think just a personal question, like, do you think just this episode will kickstart you into watching more of them now? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause especially like going through and looking at like, like, you know, the fact that intimate strangers is on, on Tubi or, um, you know, wild orchids on, on, on Amazon, wild orchid too. I mean, it's on Amazon, you know, they're available now for me to watch review and all of that kind of thing. So now it's like, okay, yeah, I got to get back in and do more of these, you know, um, you know, now of course I always say that I also always say I'm going to do more Fred Williamson. And then it's like, I review one and realize that six months later I hadn't reviewed one since, you know, so well, it's I know like, time gets away from you, but I just was yeah. curious to see if this had sort of Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's like I want to get back into that and doing more of those movies. So this will be a really great way to kind of jumpstart that for sure. And same here, because, you know, I have a lot to watch still. I watch a lot of these things, but I mean, I still have a fair amount to go. So um, and also, Matt, and what site do you have? You can (laughs) read all these uh, reviews. Oh, okay. So I guess it's plug time. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if, if you want me to plug, like, yeah, that's, that's either way is fine with me. Yeah, I mean, uh, dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com. That's where you can find everything. Um, so that's where the reviews are. Uh, uh, 
so that's you know it's kind of, but also links to the podcast um podcast is on all major podcatchers um you guys have been on uh, multiple times um you know uh you know uh Tons of you know, think of kind of more as collaborators, right? Than, than guests oh, on the show. Oh yeah, yeah, that's how I would. Yeah, we say, yes, we say that. Like, yeah, and so there's a lot of overlap in kind of the stuff we do. It's almost like it's almost like a, a a pod universe, you know, from a Marvel Cinematic Universe, where someone's like, "We'll be on, I'll be on your show," and talking about a time when you guys were on my show like a week or two before, and uh, it's almost like the, the the episodes kind of blend into each other. Where it's almost like, yeah, yeah it's we true. You know, they do. Yeah, so Sometimes so definitely you there. Like an episode back to back, like you're on our show, we're on your show. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It almost yeah, kind of works out that way. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then, and then of course my novels. You can find the links to those as well. Um, on the dtvconnoisseur.blogspot.com site. Um, most recent one is Dodd's House in the Mountains. So you can pick that one up on uh on Amazon, uh, Kindle or or paperback. But um, yeah, that that that's pretty much it. All right. And Ty, so, anything from you? Oh, my final thoughts or the plug goes. Uh, but either or either or. Well, final thoughts. I'm just gonna say, you know, I'm gonna try to watch more of these. There's, they just right. sit in my pile. And yeah. for the pluggos, um, let's see, comeuppanceviews.net is the website. And then we also have Ty Comeuppance on the Twitter X, <laughs> and <laughs> Ty Action Rocks is Instagram. It's usually where I hang around. I po- actually posted a movie this time. Cause I've been slowing down because I'm busy. <laughs> I did post the Secretary. Uh, bro. Oh, nice. Well, see, that's another genre we could probably yeah. talk about, which is the oh, yeah. fill in the blank from hell genre. So, you know, yeah. the temp from hell, secretary from hell, um, <laughs> the crush from, from hell, fear. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, one of your Marky Mark impression, Matt. Yeah, the Mark Wahlberg from hell, right? Yeah. Right. Mark Daddy, Wahlberg from hell. From... Daddy, you will forever hold your peace. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny. As, as we're recording this, I'm, I'm in New England. I'm going to be flying back to uh, to Philly on Monday. So I'm going to try the Donnie Wahlberg burger at the Wahlberg oh, yeah, in the oh, airport. Yes, we did yeah. mention this on a prior podcast. I don't remember yeah. which podcast it was, ours or yours, but we did yeah. mention Wahlberg. So I, I, I haven't tried the Donnie yet, so I'll be trying the Donnie um, on this. this day. <laughs> we, I, believe, well, I, I want I, you to report back. Uh, I will. I'll let you guys know what the, what the I, I think the Donnie. I think I haven't tried the Donnie yet. I'll I'll double check when I get there. So Hopefully yeah, it has <laughs> blue blood cheese on your hamburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. You know, you, you could uh, you could be the chef at Wahlburgers. Well, go ahead, please. I, I tried the Mark, and the Mark was the Impossible Burger. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't horrible. It was pretty good. But I, I wonder if I have had the. I'll, I'll know when I get there. I'll kind of update if it, I make because I don't know if I if if you're able to just get a plain old cheeseburger. I thought I feel like I just got a double cheeseburger one of the times I was there. No, you so. can't get a, you can't get a plain old cheeseburger. It has to have a Wahlberg family. Right, it has name. to be a Wahlburger name. Even right? if it's yeah. one you don't know, don't, it's don't like Larry like Wahlberg. It's like right. the uncle or something. Yeah, exactly. He has to have a name. They don't mention any of their like film or TV titles, you know. It's just like <laughs> no. Or what would be great if they had the shooter, right? And they were like yeah, little yeah, sliders. Sure. Yeah, yeah, or maybe shooter. like yeah. the Max Payne. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a Max Burger. It's like couple like a Max Burger. Yeah, the four Max brothers Payne could be like four, you know, four patties. Yeah. yeah. Well, it would be great for Donnie if they had one that was like filled with like jalapenos and stuff called the Righteous Kill, and it's just it's so exactly. hot that it slays you. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I was the Martin Bomb. I was going to say it's the Martin Bomb, but B O M B. You're right. right. That, oh, that yes. Jalapenos or hot chilies or something. Yeah. Yes. With, it's yeah, so with, funny. With, you meant to, I was going to say you're going to call it the Moogalot, but I guess that <laughs> yours is better. So the Martin Bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See? <laughs> well, if we ever open our restaurant, like the act, yeah. how about an action movie themed restaurant? There's oh, something yeah. to think about for next time. We yes. Could, uh, we could think about what foods would be there. Well, I'll say the Martin bomb. But well, yeah. yes, of course. That would be number one on the menu, but we'd have to come up with some other. <laughs> you'd have to have like a big, you'd have to have like a, like, you know how a lot of restaurants have eating challenges? 
you'd have we'd have to have the one man force where it's like a five pound burger oh, and five pounds of fries. And, yeah. yeah, and a two liter <laughs> bottle of slice. And so you've got to do all of it in an hour and, and you win like yeah, you know, three burgers challenge. for life or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. The two, yeah, the one man force. Yeah, the two Matuzak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that could be like the eating challenge. So we've at least got that part, you know, so that when the, the man versus least, food guy. <laughs> we'd have to have, sorry. But we'd have to have at least one fish dish because remember, I think it's Rage Nano 2 when uh, Richard Norton does fish fighting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we'd have to have that, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. What about this is gonna? I maybe this is gonna get a groan, Brett. So I <laughs> yeah. should I do it? Do it. Just do okay, it. Okay. So the soup would be called the Cynthia Broth Rock. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. That's one of the best oh, okay. ones so far. Yeah. Isn't oh, okay. there like an oyster that's like a red rock oyster or something like that? Like there could be like a um. Yeah. So it could be like a like a, like a fish stew or something like that. That would be pretty, yeah. Perfect. The broth rock. rock. Oh, oh yeah, broth rock. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're not going to top that, so I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, thanks, for oh, thanks, Matt, for coming back on. Yeah. Yes, this was a really great, a really fun time. I really enjoyed oh, great. this. So. I love hearing yeah, it. I, I like this episode, too. I think it, it was about time we did something like this. It's been yeah. a while. I know we've, we've had some false starts, but now... Yeah, because we wanted it. to get someone else to be on the show. Well, we could just mention yeah. them, right? Sure, we go ahead. We, could, we tried to get Todd Gaines, but it was just, it's been hard to get, and yeah. it's just been waiting a while. So Yeah. It's um, so scheduling, just, too. Could, yeah. You know, we yeah. we kind of have a good like like sweet spot for scheduling where yeah. these the weekend mornings tend to just really work well. Exactly. And so exactly. it just yeah. it's easier for us to find a time that works. Um, so I'm sorry. I'll just say, um, but thanks Go to ahead. Todd Gaines, and we'll kind of yes shout this episode out to him. I'm say dedicated to him because that kind of yeah. sounds like he might <laughs> be don't... dead or something. But like you know, we will dedicate <laughs> this episode to him. Yeah, yeah, him and another another big erotic thriller fan, Mitch the Video Vacuum, which again he does. I don't, he has. I don't think he does. The, you know, like his his timing doesn't always work well for this one either. But he's he's uh, another great erotic thriller fan too. So he's another one that uh, yeah, I think yeah, he'll definitely yeah. take this episode. I think, well, I think yeah, sorry. Oh, I agree with you. Oh, oh, because oh, I was idea, the reason why this episode, the reason why this episode is called an erotic thr- thriller symposium is is yeah. it was supposed to encompass more people but we just yeah. we you know like right. a big symposium of people but we just couldn't really do it so we could switch we'll just, the title around from you know you no want. i think we should keep the title unless you yeah. guys think of something better but I no i like think the it, title it describes it perfectly yeah, yeah it describes it perfectly the and, and, and the other thing is we could always do another i mean this doesn't have to be the only episode we do about right. the tease we could do another one probably yeah this was like a, like just the start we just started scratching the surface of like what yeah you know you could even like fo- you know hone in on on shannon tweed or something yeah like we could that. do just tweed just worry yeah. something like that yeah, yeah someone, and then um you always hear this in movies it's like this is just the beginning you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, exactly. yeah well it's like it's it like is. the marvel so movies just... right like we got like agent colson or whoever in the in the stinger right after being like you know talking to shannon tweed and being like so <laughs> we're getting a team together of, of erotic thriller movie talk discussions you know are you in and you know okay well, whatever yeah because <laughs> it made me laugh because if you watch punisher war zone he kills everyone he says this is my last job and at the end it's like this is just the beginning it's like wait, wait a second you said you were gonna end <laughs> <laughs> Right. Speaking of end, oh, actually, you know what? I, late yes. Breaking addition. I just thought of someone we didn't mention, Athena oh. Massey. Oh yes, yes. good she point. She's an undercover and um, undercover. Great movie. That's actually really, really good. I, you know, uh, Jeffrey Dean yeah. Morgan at his best, and Rena Riffle at their best. Oh, Rena Riffle. Yeah. Let's, yeah, Rena Riffle. Showgirls, Strip, Striptease, other. Oh, um, 
the movie with Shan Tweed that uh, escapes me at the moment. But <laughs> there was, was a, you know, called? Dark Confessions. Is I mean, it's, we, we already talked about Dark Confessions. We didn't really talk about um, the you know, the guy who whipped people. You know, Lord Samandel. Um, so yeah, like, Lord <laughs> Samandel. We did a whole episode about Samandel, didn't we? We did. Yeah. What was it called? So, uh, the the or, more Samandel uh, you can I'm, handle. Every <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, oh, Samandalorian. Right, it was called Samandalorian. The Samandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Samandalorian. That's awesome. Oh, I don't, before um, we go, let me just yes, double yes, check that. Uh, um, let me just double check that title with Riffle and Tweedster. Oh, okay. Because, well, I guess we could vamp a bit more, but man, we're so close yeah. to wrapping up the episode. I never will be done yeah. in about two seconds, which is called Scandalous okay. Behavior. Scandalous so, Behavior. Scandalous right. Behavior. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So gotcha. on that bombshell, um, let's um, wrap it up. And so thanks to everyone. Thanks to the yep. Comeuppance Warriors. Thanks to you, mm-hmm. Matt. Thanks. Thank you just for Thank listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, that's all for today. Bye bye. Right. Bye. Bye. ET, like Shannon Tweed, you know. It's just like, <laughs> no, it's-